everyone, welcome to Let's All Scream. My name is Salih Al-Break. I'm Shahla Ali. And I'm Hassan Marashi. And welcome to our latest episode. So today is a two-parter, or the second of a two-parter. Um, if you guys were listening to the previous episode, um, it was about self-love. And we primarily discussed uh, self-love from an aspect of, from a physical aspect, I would say. So um, whether you love yourself or what are the insecurities that you have that are stopping you from loving yourself um, when it looks like from the outside. And we also went deep into like personal matters about like, (laughs) I almost cried. (laughs) (laughs) And we discussed it from like family. We discussed it from childhood uh, as well. Hassan shared our own insecurities and vulnerabilities. Yes. And so we kind of not come to a conclusion, but more or less, went in depth into that aspect and really took a, like a nosedive as to why, what were the reasons behind our insecurities and how words are strong and follow you up until today, basically, yeah. Yeah. and how it's affecting us until today. Um, this episode, we wanted to just, just before we chime in about how our days are going uh, or the past few days is since the last one was about loving your the skin you're in and looking at it from a physical aspect or an external aspect we're going to be talking today about loving yourself from the inside so things that make you you and make you unique and also tips about how to love yourself as well as um, the importance of loving yourself and why it's important to do that. So before we dive into (laughs) that deep conversation, um, I just want to ask you guys first, how are you and how has your day been or days been? Well, uh, what I've been doing is I've been preparing for Ramadan. Mm -hmm. I've officially gone into Ramadan mode. So I'm literally preparing the the decorations. I'm decorating I'm preparing like the different foods that we're gonna have. Yeah. And um and you know, I'm full on in Ramadan mode right now. Uh, and you've also been uh, doing some really cool illustrations and stuff yeah. for like um the uh, what do you call it? greeting cards and yeah. And those oh those kind of those are huge for Ramadan. I know yeah. like Ramadan yeah. and Eid, people love greeting cards. Yeah. So if anyone needs them, check out Shahla's uh, Instagram, Thanks business for- <laughs> Instagram account. Uh, shameless plug here. It's, uh, what is it again? It's, she-, uh, she designs art. So at she designs art on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so that I've been designing for, I have a few friends who actually came to me and told me I want a few specific designs. Yeah, specific okay. designs. Um, you guys can check it out and see the latest ones I've done. Uh, by by the time this episode would be up, those would be up definitely on my uh, on my account. But um, so I've been doing that. I've been doing... Um, you said decorations as decoration. well. Decorations. So what I mean by that is I realize how... Especially this past year, I saw with my friends and even with my our own child, um, how with Christmas, we literally go all out. We do the tree, we do the gifts, we yeah. do yeah. a whole setup, but we never really do that with like Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, there's decorations, but there's never anything that involves the children yeah. that yeah. you literally 
get them as excited as uh, they do for Ramadan. So what I came up with is I'm going to make a small little tent for her in mm-hmm. the living room mm-hmm. where she's going to be able to, we'll sit there every day, read some Quran, you know, have some family time um, and just enjoy that time. And then I said also, I think I at first this idea started off with, I don't know if anyone knows, uh, if you guys know what an Advent angel is. Uh, no, I, 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 I've heard of an Advent calendar. So an Advent angel is someone who usually it's friends and family for the mm-hmm. kids. They would come and they they would gift them mm-hmm. once a day. Uh, sorry, yeah, one once, gift a day, one gift a up day. until Christmas day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, a Christmas from uh, December first. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So when I first saw, saw this, I was like, oh, this is going to be such a great idea to do in Ramadan. Mm. Now I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, she's going to be so spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're like, Twice so one a gift, year. One gift for all, all, all days of Ramadan. Yeah. yeah. So because we have a really generous friend who did that for our daughter for yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we did the same for her, for her kids. Um, so now for Ramadan, we're thinking it's going to be too, it's too, too close. Yeah. And so it's definitely going to be together. Yeah. I'm like, no, what I'll do is I'll do activities for her. Yeah. And then also at the same time, um, come Maybe leading like a up, gift a week or something. Yeah. Like or like leading up to Eid, I'll do like a big, uh, mm. like gift. I was thinking now that she's also a little o- older, what you could do is even have her help out with the decorations. Maybe yeah. like so that's what painting, I want. Stuff like exactly. That. That that's what cool. I want her to do because I really want her to be involved. Yeah. Um, like yeah. the way I see our future is I would want her to be involved in preparing and to see and to like in, to actually appreciate the work that goes into yeah. these celebrations. It's it's my favorite month of the year, to yeah. be honest. Just because sleep sleep schedule aside, I think that's the only thing that annoys me in Ramadan is the yeah. fact that we, our sleeping patterns are all over the place. Yeah. But it honestly is my favorite month, month of the year just because yeah. I feel uh, everyone is not necessarily like in a better mood, but there's just this spirit of togetherness. And peace and just yeah. you yeah. feel that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Definitely, I think, or I'm crossing my fingers that it's going to be better here for us than it was last year. Last year, we weren't able to celebrate as much together. I mean, yeah. break our fast with as many people. But yeah. now, they're, although the rules and regulations are still there, um, I believe that the city is more open. Last year, we had a curfew. Yeah. So yeah. we had like we had to go home by 8 p.m. So 8 p.m. up until the, I think, 6 a.m. So there wasn't we any... We weren't allowed to Yeah, be and the whole to. thing about Ramadan is the spirit of night like gathering yeah. with gathering with people yeah. at night like in a coffee shop or something um so this hopefully by the time ramadan rolls around which is literally around the corner i'm praying that things are even better to the point where they they slightly loosen some of the restrictions and allow people to at least have and i'm not talking gatherers gatherings of like 20s and 30 people but just having your intimate family intimate or, family yeah. moments or with cousins and stuff like that so let's see how it goes but yeah obviously it is important for people to still follow the rules and yeah. and, and keep uh follow the the correct guidelines but yeah i do hope that we're more used to it, I think, and I hope yeah, I that we are able to have more gatherings and, and more family time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think let's dive into our topic for the day, mm-hmm. which is talking about self-love on the inside. So if we think about, so last week we talked about the physical aspect and, you know, things that we're vulnerable about and insecure about. This week, I want to really dive into the in, inner love yeah, or inner self-love rather. <laughs> Um, I feel like I phrased that really weird. Loving yourself on the inside <laughs> is what I mean. So 
<laughs> for me, I think that's a lot easier than the exterior. I love my own company. I love spending time with myself. I and it wasn't always the case, mm-hmm. and it took a long time to get here. But I do recognize the parts of myself that I love. Like I love my creativity. I love um, my relationships with people. I love my work ethic and, and my talent and, uh, you know, and my work as an author. So these are things that come from the inside yeah. that really have nothing to do with the exterior. Yeah. So that for me is a lot easier to love. But before I start talking more about myself and my own experience, I want to ask you guys, how do you define loving yourself on the inside and loving your personality or your um, inner being? I think the thing that you just said right now, right before you asked the question about, I guess, loving your own company, mm. but also, so going back, you know me, I always love to attach personal stories. I noticed um, when I was a teenager, and I think this was, you know, we're, anytime we're, when we're young and we're, especially when we're a teenager, we're trying to find ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to, always i don't know why i did this like it was an impulse for me that i would always latch on to different and hassan saw me growing up i think i had a million and one best friends if hassan remembers mm. um and what do i mean by that is i i would latch on to different people and i would get the same quote from people outside telling me why are you friends with this person they uh, um it doesn't suit you what do I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I remember that. Yeah, and and the th- what do I mean? Because what happened was I would be friends with someone and then I would literally mimic them. Yeah. Uh, and Shahla, you were I've not there. I've seen this with a lot of people, though. Yeah, it's, for me, it's it's it was definitely because I believe it was an insecurity. I, I think what I... Um, uh, it was insecurity mixed with envy. So what mm. what do I mean is I would see the I would see people with such strong personalities and confidence so would, yeah. about being who they were. And what I would do is I would then latch on, and it got to the point where I would even say their catchphrases. I remember even I had a friend when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and right. he literally told me he was like, "Dude, can you just stop saying my catchphrases? It does. It's like it's weird <laughs> now. Like you're you're becoming me. Who and, has catchphrases though? <laughs> no, but like what you know, that even? things that you say. That, yeah, you know, yeah. like okay. I mean, epic is no longer cool, but like epic or, you know, these like words. Okay, I see what you mean. So I would, um, so I would, I would go through that throughout my, I would say, um, teenage years and I continue to do that. Then when I went into university, for the first time ever, I was alone and I had no one to latch on to. And I spent a good amount of that time, those four years, just being alone. I've, Funny enough, I didn't have any close friends. I had acquaintances, but no close friends. Yeah. I think that experience when you're just in between four walls yeah. forces you to look into the mirror and say, who am I? And I spent a lot of, it's not like I figured out. I figured it out in university. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my 20s continuously looking at myself in the mirror saying, who are you? Who yeah. are you? Who are you? Yeah. And um, it wasn't really until the end of my 20s where I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Oh, I know who you are. Um, yeah. I see you finally. And it just took a lot of, I think, reflection. And I'm always yeah. open about the fact that I um, had gone to therapy for a long time, like a, a couple of years. And I think that also helped me self-reflect and, and ask myself those questions. Yeah, girl. And again, going back to your question, I agree with what you said. It's that 
ability to like love yourself for all the things that makes you unique. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to have a bold personality. You don't have to have a quiet personality. You're just who you are. Yeah. And uh, you are enough as a whole person. So I actually do feel like I've reached that point right now where I am happy with the fact, like I am happy as a whole right. person on my own. I do enjoy my own company. Yeah. I do like to spend time with myself. And um, I think that's how I would define it. So self-love from an internal aspect is just, I guess, loving the person that you've become. That you've, yeah. I feel. yeah. I think I can relate to that in a lot of ways. Um, I Similar to what you were saying is when you were alone in university. Yeah. For me, it was more when I was, uh, for me, it was more when I was in, um, when I had just given birth. Yeah. And it was simply because I was so busy that I didn't have the time to, socialize and then i had distanced myself from a lot of different people mm-hmm. um that i guess we were just on different you know different paths yeah um once i did that i found that i was alone and i was able to look at myself and be like okay what do i enjoy what do i like growing up i used to feel like you know i was one of those people who didn't have one specific hobby or talent and i was like I used to think, oh, I'm talentless. Yeah. Or I didn't have any hobbies. Oh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but then it actually flipped and I realized, no, I don't have, I'm not talentless. I have multiple different talents and yeah. multiple different hobbies. And, um, and that's when I started giving, you know, um, energy to or giving attention and time to these different talents. Yeah. That I realized that. Wow, I'm actually growing and I'm I'm improving and this is actually something that I can, you know, I can actually do for the rest of my life and never get bored. Yeah. yeah. Um well, I'll I'll just give a few examples is one of them is my design. Like no matter what I'll do, no matter how much time I spend on a computer designing something, I I find it so relaxing, so peaceful that and fulfilling that, yes that i it, it's never enough yeah um another thing you know and I, I don't know if you guys listening know this by now i love cooking mm-hmm. so hassan knows i have a really bad sweet tooth mm-hmm. and the other day he was telling me the problem is that no matter what i crave i can just go downstairs <laughs> and, and make it and make <laughs> yeah, it nothing <laughs> nothing is out of reach so it's not like us normal human beings who's like oh i have to order it yeah like for me if i crave something and i it's like it's not available to order I'll just like give up. Like I won't think, oh, I can actually make that. No, Unless it's, it's something super simple. But For yeah. me, it's the opposite. It's why am I going to order it? I want to make it and enjoy making it and then enjoy eating it as yeah. well. Yeah. So um, so I've literally had several times where some the other day was, oh, um, uh, biscotti. Hmm. I was craving biscotti with tea and I was like, oh, I'll just order it. And then I'm like, no, that's not. It's not nice. Like, it's just boring, just ordering <laughs> biscotti. So I went down and I told Hassan, this was be- sorry, before I went down, I told Hassan, oh, I'm craving biscotti. And then I go down and I disappear for like an hour or two. And then I come back up and uh, I bring up biscotti. biscotti. <laughs> and he's like, you made this? And I was like, yes. And it looked so legit, like so professional. I was like, how did you make this? Like, I couldn't fathom it. <laughs> so like, Can you what- go down and make a million dirhams as well? <laughs> just oh, come up I with wish. it. <laughs> Um, for me though, what you guys both said, I really relate to, um, 
like for example when you were talking about Salah picking up uh, accents or um, what do you Catch say catchphrases phrases? Yeah. so I do that with accents I've noticed depending who I'm around yeah. my accent changes <laughs> yeah. and I find it so annoying like I get annoyed with myself and I regret it later I'm like why don't you just stick to the way you speak but it's like it's um, what do you call it like, it's not a conscious thing yeah, it just subconsciously happens you do it. so I'm, I'm really working on that Also, something I'm working on, I think I talked about this before, is pronouncing my name the right way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it's a non-Arabic speaking person, I'll say Hassan or something. Mm. I should just I say Hassan. I do that Hassan. too. Yeah. I don't even say my name in Arabic right. No, yeah. I, I don't. Oh, I was going to say I do. I don't, but I do. But no, I, I, I always never say my name in the Arabic like way What to non-arabic speakers because my name i mean Sadah, right yeah. and if you say it they can't obviously there's a saw and a ha. Yeah. yeah so that's very difficult so i just say that i just say my name is sale which What? sounds yeah. weird <laughs> yeah exactly you know so, hey i've been called sally before as well i know yeah. so like why do we do this like I'm sorry, but if people can pronounce Benedict Cumberbatch, they can <laughs> pronounce Hassan and Saleh. But even in other languages, like I obviously work with different offices around the world. Yeah. And yeah. we have a German office. And I also like one of the guys, his name is uh, um, Uwe, which is, you know, the is not yeah. a letter in the Arabic language. Yes. So I learned it. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like even with me, with my name, when I was saying, I always say my name Shahla. to non-Iraqis, mm. even, and even Arab. But then with Iraqis, I say Shahla. Yeah, but it's a so conscious like, at the end. Yeah. And then with yeah. English people, I say Sheila, which yeah. is the name I grew up with in Canada because nobody could pronounce my name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I guess this doesn't really have much to do with self-love, but more like confidence in yourself. But I also noticed, and Shahla, you mentioned this, which I relate to, is I learned to love my choices, my hobbies, my interests, my preferences, which took a while. Like, for example... I used to be judged for my taste in music. I, uh, I, Salah, you remember this from my childhood. <laughs> Are you calling me the bully? <laughs> kind of, yes. Um, hey, you guys judge me for my taste in music. <laughs> that's true. Um, no, but that's like, obviously that's very lighthearted. I don't take that to heart. But it took a while for me to accept like, you know what? Imagine I in like... this episode, you like lash out at me and all that pent up anger yeah. <laughs> since you were a teenager comes out now and I'm an intervention. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I learned to love these aspects of my personality. Um, that I like weird music from artists that no one has ever heard of. <laughs> like, I learned to accept that. Yeah. And that I love video games. And then another thing that I learned to love was, and this was really difficult, especially in my career, is to love my introvertedness. Mm. Because, you know, especially in the working world, uh, in the corporate world, being an extrovert is so heavily pushed and promoted. Yeah. And we're always told, like, you know, get out there, network, do this, do that. And it's just not me. I mean, yes, I can network. That's not the issue. But you know those types of people who are like um, elbow rubbing with uh, big shots and yeah, like yeah, constantly yeah. talking about business? That's just not my personality. I am the type of person who I put my uh, head to the ground and do the work. And my, I let my work speak for itself. Yeah. And when I need to, I, of course, do network and I do connect with uh, colleagues and stuff. It's not that I completely isolate myself. But what I'm saying is it doesn't come naturally for me. And I learned to accept that. Yeah. Um, and it's worked out in my favor. I found that people who, you know, those, we all know those people who just walk around the office, like looking like they're <laughs> doing something, but they actually don't do anything. Mm -hmm. They just uh, try and look busy. Mm -hmm. We all know that those people eventually 
it's it stops working yeah. and uh people see them for who they really you, are you see through them eventually yeah it's yeah. it's very transparent these days so i think people's tolerance for that kind of behavior is also um lessening so that also helps but yeah that that took a long time especially because the world is built for extroverts yeah I, so i'm here <laughs> raising my hand as an extrovert myself um i know what that's like and i see it in the workforce um to give um an example of something that i've been through so um at at one time we had a guest that came in um uh, and i remember um the first meet and greet with this guest was done by my colleague Mm-hmm. and my colleague went to them just you know to greet them yeah, yeah. to welcome them etc and just to make sure that you know they they were you know cuz greeted in the first dance and who introduce ourselves as who we are um that i wasn't there for that and so the feedback i got from my colleague was that you know um that they weren't very social and uh, they weren't very respe- receptive and i just thought to myself i was like oh that's that's unfortunate cuz every time you know obviously if you if you're going to eventually meet someone yeah. if you get told that they're you know yeah. you not, have a you have like you already a have preconceived a preconceived notion, notion of, of so yeah. i wasn't looking forward to greeting them myself and so um the time came that that you know that same time around the same time just a few hours later of me having to go and greet them myself and when i had gone immediately i knew what was up um mm. the per, uh, you know the they were basically an introvert mm. and it's You're and right. it's and it's basically something that i guess my colleague didn't see mm-hmm. yeah. so it wasn't the fact that the person was not social in a negative way the person They is an introvert you just yeah. need to understand how introverts work and i noticed that because when i was greeting and you know me as an yeah. extrovert i'm you know like very uh, social i'm very lively yeah. uh, always smiling and so i noticed that because it was a group i noticed that um some of them were responsive but then kind of fizzled out into the conversation right. and got so quiet yeah. and then five minutes later came back and me after being you know, in this profession for so many years i realized that Ooh, was yeah. a trait of being an introvert and i was like oh that and so uh, you know for me being told by my colleague that it was more of a negative thing i then you know kind of turned it around because i said no the guests were just introverts mm-hmm. it's not this it's not something that is a negative thing but but yeah. it's like it's the opposite you just have to know how to to socialize with introverts yeah. um, and i mean you can also generalize like not all introverts are the same not all oh, extroverts yeah. are the yeah. same there are oh, people yeah. who are a combination of both yes i think i am that though like when i look at myself yes i'm an introvert but i do have my moments so i think i'm like that is i'll come and like go or i'll like have my ups up moments and then I'll have like a few yeah. like moments to myself and just where I'm quiet yeah just to recharge and then again yeah, yeah. but then being comfortable with it like Hassan you said like embracing the fact yeah. that you're an introvert and that it's not a bad thing yeah. that's even something that is powerful because I can I remember when we were growing up how sometimes i would try to force myself like force hasan to join me on outings right. and like i'd be like oh we're hanging out here come oh we're hanging out there come and he would be like oh okay but then in the last minute would be like uh no and then i used to be upset thinking but why it's me yeah. it's yeah. our friends or it's not even sometimes it wasn't people he would know very personally but i would just want him around yeah but Aww. now i understand <laughs> why and and actually i think it's actually Yeah. Good of him to stand his ground yeah. and be like Would no. you really think 
think that like would you really when i was younger younger yeah i used to think yeah i used to think to myself and i was like why is like why did he flake and then sometimes i'd be like oh why would i invite him because i know he'd flake but i still invite him anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny you say that because so for me obviously there's the introvert factor so introvert does not automatically mean antisocial for those who don't know yes but for me i deal with a lot of social anxiety as well so that probably played a factor yeah but since we're on the topic of self-love, so my self-esteem at that point was probably thinking, oh, you know, no one would even miss me if I if I didn't go. Yeah. He's so, literally told me that. Like when, I would say years ago, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, yeah. Years ago, um, I think when we first got married, as he would say, I feel like nobody would even care if I'm not going. Yeah. So I'm just going to cancel. But like hearing yeah. it from both sides right now is very interesting. Yeah. So it's really, so this just goes to show that even if you're an introvert, even if you're quiet, does not mean your voice doesn't matter. It does not mean that you won't be missed or that yeah. people don't think of you. And this is like literally a full circle, <laughs> yeah, moment. Full circle <laughs> moment. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, now I've, I think I'm less flaky um but i know when to say no so like Mm -hmm. if i know from the beginning i'm not going to want to attend something i'll just say it up front i'll try and try and say come (laughs) on but nothing works (laughs) but also i need to also check myself and and say like okay am i just avoiding this uh outing or errand or whatever for a certain reason or do I genuinely feel that it will not add any value and it will just drain me? Yeah. So I ha- there is that um, process of distinguishing between the two. Yeah. Actually, I have a very good question um, to ask you guys uh, both. So we have self-love, but we also have selfish. Mm-hmm. Where is that line? Like, I know a lot of people who will come and tell me, no, this is my self-love moment where I need to give myself this time to be alone. But when I look at it from an outside point of view, I think to myself, no, you're just being selfish right now. Mm -hmm. Like, there's other people that need you right now, and you are saying, no, this is my moment. I need to be on my own. Mm -hmm. But you are neglecting others that need you. So where is that line? I think you kind of answered your own question there because it, it comes, I think it's selfish when you are at the expense of others mm-hmm. um, looking after or putting your needs first. Yes. Um, it's important to put our own needs first. It's important to love ourselves, but if loving ourselves means diminishing others or dismissing others or neglecting others, then I think that's the, that's the issue. Yeah. I, um, on top of what you said, um, I had, you know, someone um, was discussing with me the other day about, uh, you know, loving themselves to the point where loving, sorry, loving themselves too much to the yeah. point where they don't know how to love others. I don't know if that makes sense. Or, I think I get you. I think you mean like they love their own company, for example, or yes. they love they're so set in who they are and so confident and accepting of who they are that they it's hard to it's hard to, to mm-hmm. yes to open the door to let someone in right and to 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 love others yeah. if that makes sense and it's funny it's ironic cuz you think to yourself we're taught all the time that in order to love others you have to love yourself yeah and yeah. it's funny that this person brought this up because i was thinking to myself is that even possible to the point where you love yourself too, too much? much? I mean, yeah. in a positive way yeah. that you um, shut people out. And it just got me thinking about how true that is for most people yeah. and how it can sabotage 
like future relationships, mm. future friendships, future opportunities, yeah. even because I had、um, other friends that were telling me. You know, I'm, I'm, they're confident in themselves in terms of their career.、Yeah. And they're like, this is who I see I am. This is how, this is how I see I am. Sorry.、Yeah. And this is how the, the place I've reached. I wouldn't even,、uh, entertain an offer from so and so or this company or this role、yeah. because not the sense that it was beneath them, but they are just so confident in themselves. They, they, know, they, even, they know their, like they know their worth.、Yeah. But I always say, okay. It's great to be confident in yourself and to love what you do and what you are, but don't shut out a new opportunity. Just be, be like give it a chance. Give、first. it a chance.、Yeah. Mm. So my response to、um, to the to the friend that told me this about you know loving themselves too much or loving their own com- com- company、yeah. too much where they can't let anyone else in, I said, well, for starters, give them a chance. Like、yeah. it could surprise you in the sense that if you just give your chance to open up to people, give your chance to get to know people, it might not be this like sudden thing in the first instance of yeah, like, but it go, will slowly, it will slowly creep in. And maybe it's this, and maybe the type, and sometimes it's funny because not to derail too much, but when you, There are different forms of love. Yeah. I would say. So loving yourself is one thing, but then allowing to yourself to love someone else is completely different. Yeah. So maybe by loving yourself too much, you only have that one type of love in your mind、yeah. that you haven't explored the other side. And so by, and so by not familiarizing yourself with different types of love, maybe that can surprise you. So my, my advice to anyone that perhaps is in a similar situation, just give it a chance. And you might be surprised、yeah. that there are different forms of love and that there are, you know, different avenues. You, I don't think that we're destined to be alone and like, okay, love is all for just us and we can't give it to others. Yeah. Um, so I do think that that's possible for everyone. And I think we should also look at it as a bonus. So we don't need to look at, if we take the example of a relationship, we don't need to look at it as, oh, I won't be complete until I'm in a relationship.、Mm-hmm. You should look at it as, oh, this other person is going to be a bonus because I'm、exactly. so happy and in love with myself. Compliment me. Yeah, yeah. it's going to compliment me and add to my life rather than be、um, a completing factor. Yeah, I agree. And like the way I look at it is、uh, there has to be that balance. Let's say the other person says, okay, yeah.、Um, No, I need this time for myself and、mm-hmm. I need, I, I can't be there for you right now.、Um, but you have to think about it. Okay. If this person that is relying on you and you're the only source of, of,、uh, aid or the only source of, of,、um, help. help. Yeah. Then you have to think, okay, I'll give up some of my time and help them. Yeah. Um, if I'm, if I'm going to have to sacrifice something big, okay,、um, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll think about that. But if it's something as small as just my time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if then, someone's relying on you, there is no need for your self love or self interest to shut that person down. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's where my thoughts are. So now I guess it's my turn to ask you guys the question. To wrap up the episode, I'm going to combine two questions into one. So bear with me.、Okay. But this is for our listeners, but also for me to learn from your experiences. The first part of the question would be、um, what are the steps you took in order to learn how to love yourself?、Okay. And、yeah. the second question is why is that important? So, why is it important? That you personally、yeah. need to love yourself. So, whoever wants to take up the question first. I think if I can start, I'd say so throughout these two episodes, you guys will have realized by now that I mentioned I love parts of myself, and there are parts of myself that I'm still 
on the journey to love. Mm. But the parts of myself that I do love, like my personality and, and my interests and stuff like that, um, I learned to love those through therapy, to be honest, mm. a lot of therapy, um, a lot of work on myself. And I can't recommend therapy enough uh, for those who can access it. And also just self-reflection and asking myself hard questions like, okay, this person, if we bring back the silly example of taste in music, mm -hmm. if I'm enjoying something and it's not harming anyone, <laughs> why do I care what other people think? Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if I love it, then I need to love that I love it. Yeah. yeah. You know I, I, mean? I, I love what you said because it, it, it's so powerful. You related it to music, but it's for it's everything. So, yeah. But, but go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, exactly that. So for me, that's how it worked. Um, it took a long time. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Uh, and it won't for most people. So you just have to have those conversations with yourself and have conversations with other people. Like talk to your friends, talk to your family, uh, talk with someone that you won't feel will judge you. And yeah. you might get a, a perspective that you never thought of. Yeah. I, oh, sorry. No, um, be, before I'm going to cut you off, Shahla. Mm -hmm. But before we move on to Shahla's answer, but I, the second part there, Hassan, I want to know. So, but why is it important for you to love Oh, yourself? why is it important? So it's important because for, I mean, quite frankly, for survival. Yeah. Like I've been in a place where I hated so much of myself. Mm. Uh, I still get to that place sometimes. And it's awful. It's a struggle. You can't function. You are consumed by these thoughts, by this negative, horrible inner dialogue, yeah. by your inner saboteur yeah. that is just nasty. And you just have to break that cycle at some point if you're going to move forward with yeah. whatever it is in your life. I think in my opinion, it's um, I didn't go through the therapy route. It was more of a self-reflection kind of situation mm -hmm. where I, I, I remember, so I used to have a lot of social anxiety and then I used to find myself almost after every gathering or every time I'm in a social uh, environment, mm. I would go home or like on my way home or in bed or whatever. I'll think about, oh, I said this and I shouldn't have said that. Mm. Things that are like literally so silly. Yeah. Second guessing yourself. Yeah. Second guessing and not, um, and really not allowing myself to, to be I'm comfortable gonna, in your own. Self. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to use the word blossom in front of these people and I would always hide and like just stay quiet and, you yeah. know, and, you know, stay on, on the outside, you know, just looking mm. in. But looking at it now, I had to really like, think to myself no why am i why am i second guessing why am i allowing myself to feel bad about who i am or for literally sometimes it's i wouldn't have say anything during the entire gathering but then i say one sentence and that one sentence i reflect and i i i i bring down i bring myself down and i'm like why would i do that there's nothing wrong with it yeah and i think that really um that really started that thought really started um, growing the more I started vocalizing it. Mm -hmm. So like I would vocalize it to Hassan, I would vocalize it to my friends. Oh, I thought this while I was I was in this gathering. What did yeah. you think of it? Did it sound weird? And they'd be like, no, we didn't even think about that. Mm. Like it, it's completely normal. Yeah. And then I started realizing, oh wait, this is just in my head. Mm. And I think we'll find that a lot of times things are just in our head and no one really noticed because... 
if you look at it, most people are obsessed, so obsessed with themselves, <laughs> or not obsessed, but like everyone's worries about themselves. Yeah. Everyone's thinking about how they look, how they uh, speak, how they are perceived. I literally so had I think, a moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, I literally had a moment yesterday. I was editing the uh, previous podcast, and um, and I was actually I asked Hassan, Hassan, am I too vulnerable? Like, is it to the point where people are just going to laugh and be like, she's she's too vulnerable? It's mm. it's fake. Yeah. And, and I, I said to you, like, no, it's real. Like, what are you talking about? And and, and right away I, I accepted it and I kept that part in. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, no, you know what? I'm 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 proud to have been this vulnerable. Yeah. It shows that it's real. Um, So that's what I that's actually the most recent moment of my self-love and accepting who I am. And why do you think it's important? Tying back to Salah's question. I think you literally said it perfectly, but I think it's it's to move forward. How yeah. are you expecting to move forward in life? How are you expecting to live if you're not going to allow yourself to grow or to love yourself? Yeah. If you're going to sit there hating yourself and just not loving anything about you, then how are you going to move forward? Yeah. How are you going to take that next step um in order to grow you have to love yourself i i love both your answers and i don't think i can top them but i'll try to put like my two cents in (laughs) in in the ring um when it comes to steps of how i personally began to love who i am yeah i uh you know i i said i looked in the mirror a lot growing up asking who you are and i realized I was spending so much time looking into the mirror, asking myself that question, then going out in the world and actually discovering Living. it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I tried things that I, you know, I was like, oh, am I a book person? I don't know. Let me go buy a book. You know, yeah. um, oh, yeah. am I a tea or coffee person? I don't know. Let me try both. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, do I like this activity? So I actually pushed myself in my like late 20s yeah. to try to go out of the box to see what is it that I liked and what is it that I didn't like. And then sometimes when it comes to like um, even things that, you know, like uh, TV shows or yeah. movie genres or anything of that nature, yeah. um, I would be like, oh, I thought I liked this, but actually doesn't bring me joy. I realized that I only liked this genre because there was this person attached to it that I was like mimicking, going back to what I used to do in high school. So my, my, my advice for steps on how to get on top of what Hassan and Shahla said would be, going out there and actually discovering who you are Mm -hmm. because if you were like me and you didn't really know much about yourself so start learning start start being that vulnerable vulnerable state and start trying putting yourself out there and then going to the point of why it is important again um we realized you know that we've heard the quotes many times you know be you uh you are your own unique self yeah why be like everyone else when you were born to stand out all yeah. these things but then again it is true if you look at all the people that um or the people in your lives that have made an impact whether they're physical people that you know or whether they are um you know i don't know uh, uh, inventors or scientists or or artists yeah um they're all why do you why do we like them it's because of their individuality we like what yeah. they're what they bring themselves as a person so in my head i thought oh my god i've been mimicking people that have powerful personalities when I myself am a powerful personality and I have this inside me. If they can have it, why can't I? And so I think that's why it's important. It's important because um, why move on like you guys say, or how, how are you supposed to move on? How are you supposed to live if you just don't love 
whatever it is that is inside you. And again, going tying back to what Hassan said, if it's not causing anyone harm, then why? why not? Yeah. yeah, why not put yourself in that stage where you're putting yourself first into exploring what hobbies you like, what yeah. interests yeah. you like, what types of people that you know, groups of friends that you want to be around, or acquaintances, or family members, etc. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you'll find that the most fun, most fulfilling journey that you'll ever be on is a journey of self-discovery and discovering what you like, what you don't like, and even at any age, like it, you can take multiple journeys. I've oh, yeah. done that before. Yeah. And I feel like I'm due for one again. You know <laughs> what I mean? So yeah. I, it's, it's not, it's no fun to be so set in your ways that yeah. you're not willing to try. Shahla, brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually someone who I really admire, um, for doing this is my sister. And, um, what she does is she really is living this she's starting to discover herself and she allows herself to try these crazy things mm-hmm. um and to and to experiment and then to discover what she likes and what she doesn't like bear in mind she's a few years younger than me but like i admire her for the cha- the things that she has tried already yeah. in her age for example um with music everyone tells you or, or not tells you but you grow up thinking okay i can't really buy an instrument and try yeah. music she's always loved music yeah. and so the other day um she literally went out and i think she was even she wasn't even in a music store but she was in a store that sold yeah. a uh, a guitar and mm. she went for it and just bought it mm. and she's like i've always wanted to learn and she just started learning it And at first she was like, she didn't even second guess it, but I was like, aren't you afraid of like, if it's in the house, people say, say, or especially our relatives and, you know, and she's like, I don't really care. Nobody actually cares. Like nobody has said anything. Yeah. (laughs) And I was so surprised. Another thing she's done is sign language. She just suddenly woke up one day and was like, I want to learn sign language. And she starts watching videos and tries it and discovers herself. And she's so comfortable with herself that it really makes me think, okay, I really yeah. want to push myself to be more like her. Yeah. And to but try new things. She's gonna yeah. she's gonna so use this against me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's something really admirable and I think that's actually a great place to wrap up the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really recommend you listen to both parts um of these two episodes if you haven't already. And as always, if you wanna reach out to us, um speak to us, share your thoughts please reach out on our Instagram at Let's All Scream and Facebook. Or you can reach out to us on our email, letsallscream.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys and see you next week. Thanks, everyone. See you soon.